0: This podcast is a production of Journey, a church community, inspiring people to live big. For more information, please visit cincyjourney.org. Good morning! My name is Joe Merrick, I'm the lead pastor here at Journey and uh, we are thrilled and excited to have you here this morning, like Annie already said, on this beautiful, beautiful uh, Sunday morning, so thank you for being with us. We are in the beginning of a brand new series, uh, the first week called One Small Step, One Small Step, and in this series it's all about how the greatest journeys begin with a single step. And that's never more true than when we're talking about the life of faith. And my hope for you this week and next week is one of the things that we learn is that we can, uh, when we're taking a step towards sharing our faith with other people, sharing our faith with family and friends and neighbors, it all begins with a first step. Uh, But before we get into all of that, let me just do a couple of housekeeping things this morning. Number one, in the seat back in front of you, you're going to find a Connect card. Uh, We would love to have one of those filled out from every family here. They're incredibly important to us. Uh, You can put your information there, yes, but also prayer requests, decisions that you've made, uh, other things you want us to know about. And then uh, at the end of our time together, when the offering bags go by, you can drop that in the offering bag or uh, out one of the exits. There are some baskets there as well. Uh, Before uh, we move forward as well this morning, I want to make just a couple of uh, announcements, celebrate a couple of things. Number one, uh, last week so many of you stuck around and helped us kind of do some spring cleaning, and so I want to make sure I said a big thank you to everybody who did that this last week. It was a great, great help. And number two, uh, I have just a personal thank you uh, to share to some of our teachers, my youngest, uh, went to school last week, and she had uh, just some friend drama, okay? Uh, she's eight, and everything is really personal, and she had uh, some, some hard things happen, and then she came to church last week. And uh, she had shared some of this, and we had talked about it. It was really bothering her. She was carrying it uh, for several days. And she came to church last week, and the lesson talked about forgiving others, and so she talked through that with her teacher, and she came out of last week, she said, you know what, I'm going to forgive my friend who hurt me. She went, she forgave her friend, she came back the next day, smile on her face, talking about how much better she felt. And, and I share that story because I want us to, to celebrate that, but I also want us to remember that uh, God cares about all of our concerns, and uh, What happens on a Sunday isn't just in this room, it happens in the back as well with our kids and it makes a difference. It made a difference in Lucy last week. So with that, let me just pray for us and we're going to pray for our kids and our teachers in the back as well. Lord God, we are so thankful for this morning. So thankful for uh, the beauty of this day. God, I know I saw the sunrise this morning and I just took a moment and took a breath and I said, thank you for this creation. And God, right now, we collectively want to do the same thing. We want to say thank you for this morning. Thank you for this gathering, this place. Thank you, God, for what you are about to teach us. In your name we pray, amen. Uh, In 1983, a man named Lauren Whitehead published a paper on dominoes. Don't you love how you can uh, write a paper about just about anything? Dominoes, like the ones you played with as a kid, and he was talking about how you would knock them down and they would knock the next one down. Uh, Maybe you played with them as a kid, or maybe you just like watching those videos of people setting up thousands and thousands in intricate patterns or something deeply satisfying about seeing them all fall down in the right order, and not being the one who had to lay them out, right? Uh, So he writes this paper, and here's what he found that was significant. He discovered that a domino could knock over another domino one and a half times its size. So a two-inch domino could knock over a three-inch domino. A, a three-inch domino could knock over a four-and-a-half-inch domino. You you kind of you get the picture, right? It just keeps going up and up. Here's where it gets interesting. Eighteen dominoes in, you could knock down the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Twenty-three dominoes in, you could knock down uh, uh, something the size of the Eiffel Tower. Twenty-nine dominoes in, you could knock down the Empire State Building at 1,454 feet high. In mathematical terms, this is the difference between a a linear and geometric progression. Linear, one, two, three, four, pretty easy to understand. Geometric, though, is compounding. Another example, you take 30 steps in a linear fashion, if you're counting it that way, and you'll be about 90 feet from where you started, you take 30 steps, and with geometric compounding, you would have circled the earth 26 times. The picture I'm trying to put in your minds this morning, the picture I want us to have a hold of as we get started is that our faithful steps aren't just linear our faithful steps are multiplied. They are compounded in a chain reaction that we oftentimes never see. The Apostle Paul describes God's invisible multiplying effect. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 6-8, through 8, let me read those for you this morning. I planted the seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it, But it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters, they work together with the same purpose, and both will be rewarded for their hard work. One of the clear tasks. One of the clear tasks that Jesus gives us, those who are following him, those who are trying to be his disciples, is the job of sharing our faith, of telling others the difference that God has made in our life and that that same difference is available to them. And this can seem like a daunting task sometimes. We look at the people around us. Uh, We look at our friends and our family members, our neighbors, our classmates. And they can seem so far from God. They can seem so disinterested in him that hear this, our response is too often. Too often to give up before we ever start. To give up before we ever take a first step. Today, I'm, I'm sorry, our job, our job isn't necessarily to take somebody from complete disinterest in God to a missionary in Africa in just a few moments. Our job is to take the first step. To take the first step. Faithful step that God is calling us to. And then we let Him do the multiplication behind the scenes. Today, I want to tell you just an incredibly important story. It's a story of total transformation. And it's a story that starts with just the simplest step and offer a friendship. Today we are going to be uh, talking about Luke chapter uh, nineteen verses one through ten. If you want to follow along, if you got a Bible this morning, or maybe you got the U version Bible app or some other app on your phone, I'll give you a moment to look that up. Luke chapter nineteen, and as you do that, let me just share this thought. This might be most one of the most relevant stories in Scripture to our world today. In fact, if you woke up tomorrow morning and uh, uh, you turned on the news and the anchor was there and they were interviewing Jesus, once you got over the shock of that and uh, uh, you heard the news anchor maybe lean in and say, okay, we have all of these stories, all of these stories in scripture. Is there one that we really need to hear today? I think this is Just might be the one Jesus told again. Luke chapter 19, verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and he made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus, he was the chief tax collector in the region and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd, so he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and he called him by name. He said, Zacchaeus, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. And Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and he took uh, Jesus to his house and in great excitement and joy. But the people, the crowd that was gathered there that day, that saw all of this happen, they groaned. And they said, he has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner. Then verse 8 Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half of my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. And Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of God. For the son of man came to seek to save the lost. Now I talked those verses up quite a bit this morning. Maybe you're wondering what the catch is. Why is this so key? Why is it so relevant to our world today? Maybe you've heard that story before and it's a nice one, but what's the connection? There's lots of things going on on behind the scenes, connections to uh, that particular society in Jesus' day. And we're going to talk about those in a moment. But if we look at the story at its most basic elements, in its most basic form, Zacchaeus is a man that on on the outward appearances of things, other than maybe being a little short, He's got everything he could want. He's got everything together. He's rich. He's powerful. He has influence in the government. He might not have uh, too many friends, but I bet if he invited you to lunch or he threw a party, you showed up. If he snapped his finger and he wanted something, it was brought to him immediately. despite having all of this stuff about, uh, despite from the outward uh, not wanting anything he still longs for more he knows that there is something more to life and I don't know of a character in the Bible a story in the Bible who better depicts our culture wealth Power, instant gratification all around us. And yet so many, so many, whether they know it or not, long for more. And that's who Zacchaeus is. Zacchaeus from the outside, he's got everything, but he wants more. And when he heard Jesus was coming, when he heard Jesus was coming, he said, maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. And so he does, uh, he goes looking for Jesus. Here's where things start to get radical. This isn't just some small curiosity. Uh, The scripture, it says that Zacchaeus, he runs and he climbs a tree. Now, uh, men in uh, Zacchaeus' day, they didn't do a lot of running. Uh, they were in, especially when they were kind of all garbed up in the big flowing robe, the ornate robe that a wealthy man like Zacchaeus would have worn wasn't an easy thing to run in. It wasn't the kind of thing that you would normally do. And climbing a tree... Was something that certainly uh, someone of Zacchaeus' stature would not do, his standing in society. But he wants to see Jesus this bad. It'd be something like uh, the governor or the president uh, climbing a light pole uh, to get a better view of the parade. It just wasn't done. In fact, the picture seems just like a cartoon. Jesus sees Zacchaeus. He says, come down from there. I'm going to your house for lunch today. This is where we get kind of some more of the uh, cultural connections to the story. Because this seems like an innocent enough invitation to you and to me, but it's more This is far more than, hey, let's go grab a turkey sandwich. This is Jesus uh, trying to connect with Zacchaeus. He's connecting his identity with Zacchaeus. He's saying, I want to be your friend. I want to be your mentor. I want you to partner with me. Partner with me in my work in the world. And when the crowd heard They booed and they moaned, but Jesus didn't care. For as he told us in verse 10, I've come to seek and save the lost. Then things really start to happen. Zacchaeus is so moved. He's so moved by by Jesus' extension of friendship, by this invitation He says immediately that he's going to give half his wealth to the poor and pay those back that he's cheated four times the amount he took. How many widows and orphans went from hungry and desperate to fed and cared for that day? How many times did Zacchaeus uh, go and knock on a door with a smile on his face and bags of money in his hand making up for some wrong he had done to someone and when that door finally closed on the other side, how many people said if God could do that in Zacchaeus' life, what could he do in mine? And all of this, all of this happened not with some lengthy explanation of every wrong that Zacchaeus had committed. It didn't come after a long lecture about the importance of God for all. It started with a simple invitation of friendship. A simple invitation, and God multiplied the rest. The story of Zacchaeus is profound. It's profound because it provides hope for those of us who are sharing Jesus with family and friends and neighbors. First of all, because many of us, many of us have a Zacchaeus type figure in our life. We've got a Zacchaeus-type figure in our life. They've got everything, or at least they have so much more than others. Maybe they've run over a few people to get what they've wanted. Maybe they don't have the best reputation. You pray for them. Maybe you invite them to church. When an opportunity comes for a spiritual conversation, you jump in. Not much seems to happen. The story. The story is an encouragement. It's a reminder, a call for all of us not to give up, but to keep going. To just do the next faithful thing and let God handle the rest. To take the one step we are responsible for in that moment and let God handle do what he does. Second way that this, these, this story and these verses are an encouragement is the way that Jesus connects with Zacchaeus. This is a, a miracle story, but it's not the kind of miracle story we normally think of. Turning water into wine, the blind seeing... This isn't uh, uh, something that happens after a moving 45-minute sermon, both of which Jesus could have done easily. All of this transformation, all of this transformation happens after a simple extension of friendship, an invitation to lunch, an invitation to get to know someone, an invitation to friendship. It's so simple. It, it seems like something any of us could have done. Pastor Steve Mathewson said this about the story of Zacchaeus. He says, Isn't that a relief? Isn't that a relief? There's hope for you. There is hope for the people that you love. Without Christ, all of us are missing what's most important, a relationship with God. We're separated from God because of our sin, but there's hope, our baggage, our sin, the poor choices we made, the train wrecks we've made of our lives and in the lives of others can be overcome. Jesus died for our sins and he rose again. Because of that good news, because of Jesus' death and his resurrection, there is hope. There is hope for people who seem to have everything but are missing what's most important. A relationship with God through Jesus, the Son of Man, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. <laughs> this series is called one small step. And so we can't close without some idea of what a small step that you or me could take this week that God could multiply and see grow. One small step towards sharing faith with someone. This morning I've got 3 there are more but Here's three just to get us started. The first one is right there in your programs. There's all these invitations to Easter. Easter is one of those times of year where people are more likely to say yes than any other time. So this morning, if a name, a face, comes to your mind of someone you think that needs an invitation, someone God is laying on your heart, my advice to you is to stop listening to me right now and just start filling out that card. Second thing that we can do this week, maybe your next step, is really spending some time praying for someone in your life, someone you know needs Jesus, needs to hear about him. Pray for maybe a Zacchaeus in your life. Pray that their heart would be softened. Pray that the hunger for God that exists in them already would be stirred like it was in Zacchaeus that day. And pray that if in some way you Could be involved in that story. If some way uh, God could use you to uh, enter into maybe a spiritual conversation with them, that you would have eyes open to see it. The third thing that we could do this morning, one small step, is maybe we could befriend someone like Jesus does in the story. Maybe there's somebody who we don't really have a relationship with yet. Someone just new around us. And could, is there something we could do? Some small kindness we could extend? And perhaps God would multiply that. Like he does here in this story. Could multiply it in some unexpected way. Could you be on the lookout for that this week, The important thing to remember from this week and this series is that every great journey, every great journey begins with one small step. It's got to start somewhere, and that's especially true when it comes to sharing our faith. That's what God is asking of you and me today. Take the first step. Take one small step and let him do the rest. Let me pray for us this morning and Daniel will come and close us with a song. Lord God, as we look around our world, as we look around our relationships, our friendships, our family members, our neighbors... It's easy to see a Zacchaeus. It's easy to see uh, people who seem like they've got uh, so much together, so much uh, put together. They they have uh, the financial resources, maybe not all the financial resources they want, but they certainly seem to have uh, what they need. We've got so many other things going on and it seems like they have no room, no desire, no space for you. And today you have put this story in front of us of a man who was just like that. Nobody felt sorry for Zacchaeus He seemed to have everything going for him. But inside, he was longing for more, God. And I'm, I know that there are people around me. There are people around everyone in this room who are just like that, who are longing for more. And God, you are that more. Help us, Lord. Help us to take one small step towards introducing you to them. Whether it's an invitation to Easter, whether it's a a prayer, God, whether it's some act of kindness, some act of friendship that maybe leads to a spiritual conversation, help us, God, to do what you've called us to do, to take the first step, and God, help us to believe that you are behind the scenes compounding that faithful step. In your holy and powerful name we pray.